0: Oh! Oh, hi, producer Millie. She Aww. smells the cheese on my hand. She's a little cheese queen. Yeah, I do have cheese. You know what? This <laughs> episode always is, at some point.
1: Yeah, right. It's just like part of your natural scent at yeah. this point.
0: And she's all shaky because she's like, Aww. I want cheese.
1: What's happening? Are you going to feed me cheese? That's I'm not feeding you any cheese. Producer Millie. the toots
0: and only one bitch in here can have the. Toots Actually, she's just going to boss it's you around. Me. <laughs>
1: She's just going to boss you around a pet her. That's pretty much oh, it. Oh,
0: little girl. She'll even
1: stay really uncomfortable in the process of it.
0: I love you. I would
1: like to say that this episode is brought to uh, all of us by cheese.
0: Brought to you by moldy milk. It's- <laughs> this episode is brought to you by time and mold.
1: They were like, you know what? We're not going to call it mold. We're going to call it cheese fromage Le fromage and uh it's brought to you specifically by trader joe's double cream gouda oh it is good and it is tr- very good saint andre's triple cream brie
0: oh my god it's like butter is it triple cream like the triple crown yeah i is. don't even know what the triple crown
1: is. it's a horse race, <laughs> it's a horse race. <laughs> yeah it's a horse horse
0: race <laughs> sure mm. it's the same three horses three crowns yeah. and three cheeses yeah three creams Snow, snowball, snowbud, and sea biscuit. So oh, snowbud is <laughs> you not you eat triple cream snow bud? on a sea biscuit. I think.
1: <laughs> isn't snowbud a? Is that a dog? No, oh, that's airbud. Well, but maybe there's
0: nineties movie references. Maybe there right? was a snow version. Hi, um, you're Millie. Just, you're just trying to kiss me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, here, back not off. At work.
1: Millie, that's too. You you have to ask. You know. You know. What no are you one doing?
0: What are you no doing, Millie? Really? know about our love,
1: Millie. <laughs> um, hi, Lupe everybody. will find out. <laughs> producer Lupe will know. <laughs> oh, producer Lupe's not here today. No, she's not. We're probably better for it. No. <laughs> Everyone hates my dog. I love her. She's just a pain <laughs> in the ass. Hi, I'm Jenny Zagrino and I'm a comedian. And I'm Kat Eves and I'm a
0: stylist. (laughs) And this is Scotty Scotty Positive. positive. Millie just hit you in the face with her paw. hit me in the face and was like, you need to pet me. Oh my God. Millie, I'm doing it. This is a very Um, dog-friendly show. So this is uh, episode one something, 115, 115, 114, we'll figure it out. Um, And. Just recap, just so everyone knows, yesterday I just did a test run of Conan. Yes, and um, I learned learned what a test run is. Yep, it's not a real thing. (laughs) It's not going to be aired. But here's the thing. I thought they were going to trick me. That's why I was like, come dress me, because they're definitely going to trick me. Because they were like, do you want to do hair and makeup? Or like, do you mind using our hair and makeup? And I was like, why would I mind yeah. Well, why do I need it? I they thought I was They had the gonna, whole. Everybody was there. I thought I was just gonna show up in like jeans, a t-shirt, yeah. put my hair up, and be like, "All right, idiots, time right. to laugh." Yeah. That's all I thought, and then, <laughs> and then yeah. So did so they I have a whole really audience too? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Full audience. Wow. New set looks great. You guys can't see it. Yeah, we'll um, describe it to you vaguely. It was a room, and it was blue. They have lighting. Yep, and there are chairs, tables. Did it have a Were floor? Were there tables? Oh, yeah, it had to have a floor. Okay, it had a floor. Um, <laughs> God, Jenny. And a lot of teamsters running
1: around. Yeah. A lot of
0: burly men running around. True. Yeah. And a jib. <laughs> I do love a good jib. I do, too, mm. love a
1: jib. Millie, you like a good jib? She sure does. She's looking so deeply into your eyes she right will now. not stop shaking. Is she okay? She wants to go out, but she won't go out because it's wet. <laughs> So just very- pee on me, Millie. <laughs> you can just
0: pee on me. Are you me. telling Jenny to take you place? She keeps putting her paw up. It's so cute, she though. She wants it a better. I'll never stop. do so worry, cute. Millie. So, yeah, yeah. So it was super fun. You got to dress me. So many compliments. Oh, that was really fun. And um, Shout I think, out to uh, who, who made the shrug?
1: Um, so that was from, it, the brand is called Swankity Swank. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, and it's out of San Francisco. And she's really actually super into ethical and sustainable fashion too. Ooh. So the for the shawl that you have it's not actually made specifically of sustainable fabrics but uh if you go on our website she's a lot of stuff that's made of like hemp and um the thing I love about hemp actually and specifically is that I always thought it would be I think of it as like a scratchy material but yeah they make like silk from hemp now like
0: they oh, wow it's
1: it's actually there's lots of really soft stuff okay
0: there. so yeah guys go check out that great Instagram yep. um yeah Looking hot, and I got, I stole, I didn't steal, I was gifted uh, a lot of Garrett's popcorn. <laughs> so much. So How much many popcorn. They gave me six. Why did they, you Why did they give you so many?
1: Guests. Are you just going to give them out to me? Because I
0: asked. You That's should, the thing, guys, don't be afraid to ask. You should
1: give them to your Airbnb guests. Oh, I'm, I've quit Airbnb after oh. the last thing that happened. Ooh,
0: guys, don't oh. Airbnb things. I don't know this story. But the guy who, like, Oh, it's so it's so bad. Yeah, share it. Okay, guys, it's really bad. Everybody, not loves bad. This. Everybody loves hearing so bad. Everybody loves hearing bad Airbnb stories. Airbnb and like I was stupid and had instant book on, and then um, so he first off didn't say he's bring his girlfriend. Brought his girlfriend. My sister met them. She's like, they're kind of weird, but I'm sure it's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting updates from my neighbors, who's just like they're fighting all the time. They're oh. screaming at each other. And there was, a, I guess, a very a lover's tryst happening because oh, she was wow. like, I love you. Why don't you love me? And he's like, you know I'm seeing other women. And she's like, I know. I texted them and told them I'm going to fuck them up. Like, oh, God. That was happening. And they'd be fine. And then they'd be yelling. And they'd be fine. They'd be yelling. And it happened for a few days. And then finally... You know, my friends are like, there's, like, serious shit happening. Like, the windows are shaking. Oh Something's God. happening over there. So I text the guy. I'm like, hey, you guys got to shut up or the police are going to get called. I don't know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, like, maybe half hour later, he texts like, hey, you know, she's mad at me for something I did. So we're just going to leave. And I was like, okay. Ooh. And then my neighbors were like, the police were called. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. So wow. someone in the called the police. And then I was like, why? And my neighbor was like, I don't know cut to a half hour later, my neighbor's like, oh my God, you have no idea what happened. So, I just found out from the neighbors that apparently he had dragged her naked from the apartment. What the fuck? And then started fighting her in the parking lot. Like beating her? I don't know if beating her, but they were fighting. Jesus Christ. And then- Locked her out of the apartment while she was still naked. Oh my god! So the neighbor saw it, called the police, and my other neighbor called called the police because she was shouting things like "Don't you don't fucking let me in! I'm gonna tell everybody you raped me!" Like, oh my god, awful, terrible shit. Then they left, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this forever." Like, yeah. Airbnb, I get it, but also you just you just don't fucking know. And this guy had positive reviews. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. wasn't like a weird like. No yeah. reviews. Like he had two positive reviews Jeez. and he had like a picture of him and his kid. Oh you know, oh. so it's just like okay, well, I thought things it was gonna be fine. And Brutal. then like I get in, they left me a lot of Pepsi. <laughs> Thank oh. God.
1: <laughs> um I like don't like Pepsi. I'm going on the record with that. Oh,
0: is that why you don't like the stories? Cause the Pepsi It's the Pepsi. <laughs> I'm just <scared.
1: laughs> kidding. uh
0: yeah so all the woman beating and all of that yeah that was a bummer and then like (laughs) well this is what made it was so crazy you know besides all of that happening was then i called airbnb and i was like hey this happened and they were like okay well we're gonna you know so apparently what happened is the police came knocked on the door they hid Uh uh-huh and then they just left oh right after so and then like the poli- like, whatever was happening. And then, um, this is, like, <laughs> literally, like, days before Christmas, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, like, a few days before Christmas. And so, um, I call her Mimi, and I'm like, hey, um, this is happening. And they're like, oh, okay, we're really sorry about that, um, uh, whatever. And I was like, look, I, I have to cancel on the next people. Like, I don't feel safe having anyone else in my house. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. Like, I'm just going to cancel. And they're like... Well, who told you you couldn't host in your house anymore? And I was like, "What?" I'm like, "That's not the point." Is that some someone on your server beats women and did it in my house? I don't want anyone here. And they're like, "Well, we can't refund you the money because you know just because that happened." And I was just like, "What the fuck, Airbnb?" So I contacted the couple that was coming in next, who seemed very nice. Just like, look, I. I don't like the energy about this. Yeah. I didn't say it specifically. Um speaking of energy, <laughs> that would be I didn't have an LA in this thing to say. But like, the energy's just off. <laughs> I did a, I did do a very fucking LA thing today, and I would tell you. Oh. But so so they canceled. And then I did have one other girl come in later who's very sweet. Um, from Minnesota, mm-hmm. like where I'm from. So it was just like this great connection. So she's sweet. I'll hang out with her again. But other than that, I'm done. I'm done with the yeah. Airbnb. I'm done renting my apartment. Like it's my space. Yeah. And people carry energies and that energy fucking stays. And I don't yeah. want that energy. I don't want other people's fuck energy in my house anymore. Right.
1: No. You Unless know I'm fucking them. Unless you're fucking them. And yeah. it's a throuple situation. So
0: Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> it had to come up. Would you also consider a throuple situation with Lin-Manuel Miranda and his wife since he's yeah, married? Yeah, sure. Whatever. All right. right, let's just, yeah, yeah. you know, like a LB sister wife a, thing. I'll be
0: his L.A., babe. Yeah. And then her and I can, like, you know, have coffee or something.
1: Yeah. We
0: talk about science. There it she's is. she's really smart.
1: She's real smart. <laughs> I don't know anything about
0: her, but. Oh, they seem very happy. Excellent. Well, <laughs> good. Just- oh, wait. So the L.A. thing I did today is yes. I bought this ca- coffee from... A uh, store, and uh, the woman was like, "This is uh, biogenic coffee or something." She's like, "It's above organic, biodynamic, biodynamic coffee." Yeah, that's. And then she was like, "They put crystals in the ground. No, and if a deer walks over it, you know, really magical things happen. It just adds to the flavor." And I was like, "Okay, what? A deer walked over my coffee? Yeah, that's cool. Is it still gonna make me shit in the morning? Yeah, great. That's all
1: I (laughs) give a fuck
0: about." (laughs) Wow. So I just bought some crystal infused
1: coffee. Oh my God. (laughs) That's like a level. Millie is real bossy on you right now. Yeah, she's like hanging up on me. She's also in a weird, she's put herself in a position she can't get out of. (laughs) She's half on the couch and half on your leg, so. And my leg keeps falling. Yeah, (laughs) she's like, it's fine. I'll, I'll hang out as long as you pet me.
0: Okay, Millie, go over there.
1: <laughs> Millie, no. no. Oh. Millie, don't be bossy. I'm just gonna put
0: my hand on her. I like you. don't want to yell at her because oh I know she makes it so hard to I feel like she... if I just put you know, like putting my hand on her is, is like equal to when like your boyfriend wants to fuck and you're like, Can you just look at me naked? So <laughs> <don't>, like masturbate. <laughs> well that's you just... the same
1: thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. But she will look you directly in the eye. No,
0: she is. Yeah. Oh, we have so, so much to talk about today. We got we some really gaudy do. stuff to talk about. Yeah.
1: So I really, I was, th- I don't know what it was that prompted this, but it popped in my head that there are things out there we love to talk about. I love talking about tacky shit, like what what makes us more gaudy than gaudy. Yeah. But I started thinking about are there things out there in the world that we just consider like totally normal, but are actually like tacky as shit. Like if you actually yeah. pull back and look at it, if you're an alien from outer space and you came down and you looked at people doing that thing,
0: they'd would be, like, you what, be like, What the fuck is this? Yeah,
1: what the hell what do we do this for? Yeah. So, um, so my first the thing that actually prompted this yeah. was um, you know when people go on vacation and they go to like the tourist store and they're like, <sighs> Oh yeah. I'm going to gonna the get tourist get a, store. Yeah, the tourist store. They go. <laughs> I don't know why. The tourist. Please direct me to your nearest <laughs> tourist store. I don't know why I said it that way. Like a T-shirt shop, and they're like, um, "I have to get a T-shirt that says that I'm in Miami. Like yeah. I have to get a. I got to get a shirt that says nothing's crazier than the ladies in Miami. You know, whatever. Some other dumb shit. So. I was thinking about that, and I was like, God, that's, like, so normal. Like, we're all used to seeing people out there. Like, they just went on vacation. Or, like, they bring you back something that's, like, Las Vegas, you know? Oh, yeah. And then – and you didn't even go there. That's even tackier. It's, like, (laughs) when people bring you stuff from somewhere else, and it's, like, I left my heart in San Francisco. And you're, like, well, I didn't go, so
0: (laughs) – That's weird. So thanks for the $10 t-shirt. Right,
1: exactly. And so that's the first thing that I thought of was like, okay, well, how how tacky is it? Like, it's so tacky. Why? Like, who gives a shit that you went to, like, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? Look, you, first of all, that's like the third time you brought up Pigeon Forge. I love Pigeon
0: Forge. (laughs) You would love a t-shirt that says Pigeon Forge. I would, actually. (laughs) To be fair. But I feel like, look, it's old people can't leave the houses that much so you yeah. give your grandma a shirt that says you know virginia's for lovers and she's like oh <laughs>
1: yes i remember i remember when i was a lover when i was Virginia. young
0: people found me attractive Aww. i remember Aww. i grandma. feel like uh, my mom got me some t-shirts like that but also i do like the silly ones like my brother this is a romantic story oh yes, was wearing a cats of Greece t-shirt <laughs> There's a bunch of cats on it, and it just said cats of Greece. I need to... Can you describe this? Like... Because, like, you know how there's so many cats in Greece? Sure. So, it was, like, you know, illustrated cats, and then on on the front, and then on the back of it was their cat butts. (laughs) So, he went in to go get some physical therapy (laughs) wearing the shirt, and his physical therapist... So cool. ...years later would become his wife. Because of this shirt?
1: I think it's because of the cats of Greece. Oh, my God. Well, it was important enough of a detail... Millie,
0: Millie, right. Millie, just you gotta a back kiss. off. She just
1: wanted a sweet kiss. Millie,
0: I can't, I can't kiss you right now. I'm working. <laughs> but she, uh,
1: she sent as a challenge. She's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, you're Not working. Right well, I need,
0: you? I need, I need, I have needs too." <laughs> I'm a dog, but I have needs. I have needs. The other one you thought of that is gaudy is a parade. Yeah, I it's like. What the fuck? Why do we have parade? What What is a parade? I feel like a, a parade is a gathering of people mm-hmm. to celebrate something, right? Mm-hmm. That is not a festival. I it guess, is mobile. Yeah, it has a beginning and an end. It does, and it's just a you know just fun. It's an expression of like. You know, people make their own weird floats and stuff.
1: So I'm watching my dog flip out behind you right now. She's going to town on my hand right now. She's
0: so wound
1: up all of a sudden. She's because like because the cheese is out.
0: Yeah, it's the <laughs> cheese,
1: cheese power.
0: I just feel like, okay, so if you go down to New York, they have on, um, is it Broadway? I think it's Broadway. They have like... Uh, like basically plaques for all the parades that they've had. Oh wow! It was a celebration. Do I you mean, not like celebration. I love parades. Celebrations we, are We already naughty. know that I love tacky things, yes. so
1: it doesn't bother me. But it is the whole thing is like these are just normal things that exist out in the world where no, nobody's ever like, ah, oh, they're they're having a parade. How tacky! They're just like, <laughs> oh, a parade. Like it's an expected Let's go. thing. But it's actually like kind And the other thing too is like the elements of the parade that I think are kind of funny, like. Um, okay. So you're in, live in a small town. Yeah. If you live in a small town, I used to go to small town, um, parades with my dad all the time when I was a kid. Cause he grew up in upstate New York and we'd yeah. go up for like holidays, you know? And the people in the parade all know each other. Cause it's, there's like, you know, 500 people that live in his town. Yeah. And so it's all those people who are in the, in the parade. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I always thought it was funny that they like wave. Well, it's like,
0: it's celebrity, right? Yeah. It's like a little bit of celebrity. I'm a local celeb in my 500-person town. Yeah. yeah. and And I'm, I'm in a convertible. Look at me. Right. Yeah. It's- so, Exactly. Look, all I say is that parades are usually pretty fun unless you're JFK. Then it's not a good time.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: scooby it bop boop bop I'm surprised we even have parades
0: after that. Right? Well, now it's just like money and monetization <laughs> of like dumb money. floats and shit. Yeah. I will say we used to have a really fun one- Um In Minneapolis, we would have, we had a big Macy's. Ah. Or it was a Dayton's. Dayton's was ours. Okay. So we had a big Dayton's, which got bought by Macy's. But they would have like a big Christmas parade, and it was super fun. like Santa would be there, and then like everyone would come around. And then on top of that, I remember they had a wishbone float. Ooh. what's the story wishbone yes. do you think it's worth the I'm look I'm far away from the microphone right
1: now because I'm dealing with my you dog you kind
0: of seem familiar <laughs> like a story from wow. a book Guess <laughs> I remember the whole thing <laughs> I don't think I
1: ever knew the wishbone song
0: I loved it
1: do you think this was my dog's ploy she was acting up so that she could get closer to the cheese
0: I think no, so she, she went away no, nope. I just, I love parades. I love the festivities and parades are tacky. Parades yes. are gaudy.
1: Yes. I love that about them. Yeah.
0: But like, but we're just so normalized about it's it. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're just like, huh? Oh, yeah. is a parade happening? Oh, we're all just going to like watch stuff. Right. From the street. <laughs> I also think
1: one of the other things I was thinking about that's like uh, totally normal. Like we're used to it, but it is, it's completely tacky is like, Pretty much every sitcom that's ever
0: existed. Oh my god. Who allowed sitcoms to <laughs> exist?
1: <laughs> like canned laughter is one of those things that like I automatically hate a show if it has canned laughter.
0: I mean, really have Lucy to thank for this bullshit.
1: You know what? Lucy was the only good one.
0: Is that true? No, Cheers is
1: good. Sure, that's true. Cheers Frazier? is good. Frazier? <laughs> No, okay. There were there are good ones. I just couldn't think of them in the moment.
0: But like, I don't like Seinfeld, and I'll take that to the grave. You know, I don't like Seinfeld either. I guess I'm never gonna fuck a man in his thirties in America because they all fucking lose their dick over Seinfeld. George Costanza is their icon, right? They're just like, oh, it's so weird, and it's about nothing but book. Fuck yourself. I hate it. Ugh.
1: I really don't like I don't like Seinfeld either. You know what? I hate how drab everybody is. It's New York, and it's the drabest show you've it ever seen. It is. Am I wrong? Not wrong. No
0: one is like New York fashiony. They're no. just
1: like, oh, look at me. Yeah. Although, in some ways, of course, Millie's like I think I'll eat now. That's cute. <laughs> She's just gonna do that in the background. <laughs> um, no. Although Elaine is now kind of a, a style icon, apparently.
0: Not Elaine. They're really? Socks. Yeah. Ugh, she wore like socks and loafers bullshit. and
1: stuff. Oversized blazers.
0: Millie, no. I can't.
1: <laughs> you need to chill.
0: I can't. I can't with, no, none of, none of Seinfeld is a fashionable icon except maybe the bra <laughs> episode where she wore a bra outside with nothing yes, else. An there it is. Accident. There it is. That is actually, that's like a, a projection of the future. What? That's ahead of its time. Oh.
1: Don't Although you think? They were wearing that in the 90s too.
0: Yeah, but hers was like specifically what? just a bra.
1: I don't know if I remember the episode.
0: She one's uh, some bitch. <laughs> She's wearing a bra and then Kramer sees it and gets into an accident. And oh. And they sue her to be like, well, oh it was my a distraction.
1: God. See, I I hate the plot of this show already. <laughs> I can't do it. I did like Kramer's hair, though.
0: Yeah, also also his, uh, his casual racism.
1: Oh, and you mean in real life or in the show? In real life. Oh, I, I just met him <laughs> on no. the show. On the show, I mean, did they have any
0: person of color on that show?
1: Uh, thinking. think. No, I don't just remember. A lot of, I mean, I
0: had like walk-ons and stuff. But yeah, like,
1: but they were probably kind of racist too.
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not I good. I mean, look, stuff doesn't age well, but that's okay. That's okay. I got in this thing where um I had a sketch class and we were watching an SNL sketch. I might get tweeted out about this.
1: Uh oh, here it goes.
0: So we're doing an SNL sketch, and it's called "Evil Boss," Mm -hmm. and it was this. Oh, man, we're just full of noises. (laughs) So it was this. It was this (laughs) This heightening sketch of where this guy's getting interviewed for this evil boss for this position, and the boss is like, "We love you, think you're great." It's like super nice. Guy comes in, is like, "Hey, here's your paper," and then he like flips out. Mm -hmm. Next Mm -hmm. person comes in, "Hey, here's your thing," flips out even more, right? Then he's like talking again. He's like, "Well, we have a company barbecue." Then Tina Fey's like making a phone call, personal call, and then he goes over and he's like, "I said no personal phone calls." You <laughs> and then like insults her and then like <laughs> slaps her. Whoa! Right? Whoa! Yeah. And then goes back and is like, <laughs> "Well, well, we have a we have a baseball team in the company, right?" And then uh-huh. just and then the next guy comes in and. Um, no, there's one guy that comes in and is like, I'm ready to fight you, evil boss. And he's like, I will kill you. <laughs> and then he ends up killing the guy with a trident.
1: Jesus. I sort so of vaguely it, remember this. But
0: it's a perfect example of heightening of a sketch, okay? Yep. Like how a good sketch is written. And there are people in my class who are just like, this does not hold up. Mm. Um, I didn't like watching it. It made me really uncomfortable. Sure. And I was just like, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I get it, but also like, I'm... Mm. Yeah, it's the same. It's like the same thing of like how people are gonna be like, "Well, Blazing Saddles," is I, it? It doesn't hold up, but it's no. Obviously, the funniest like, movie ever made.
1: And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in this, but I guess the way that I see that too is like it, It's not like it's condoning him slapping her.
0: Yeah, no one was like. <laughs> I mean, it was like, Nobody's oh like, no, it's a great sketch, yeah. but it's a genuinely evil character. Right. Yeah. Right. Like He's you terrible. can't. <laughs> If you were mad at every evil character and anything, like then why would you watch Right. Why would you watch anything? Hmm. Hook I mean, you know, Hook he kidnaps kids. Well, like I okay, so
1: Rob and I have been watching The Sopranos and we're up to season four now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um all well, gonna know, start sometime. <laughs> there's definitely things that don't hold up, but there's surprise, there's a surprising amount that does though. I yeah. think one of the things that was really interesting to me because we were in high school when The Sopranos started Mm -hmm. Um, it like what's interesting to me or at least I was um, I wouldn't have like a huge reference for where things were at in pop culture as far as like political discussions at that time that just wasn't. I was a super Christian then, so,
0: you know. <laughs> I like that you're rediscovering all this stuff. I know. From when you were super Christian. Right? But, like, I. Have you ever heard of this thing called Daria? It's <laughs> oh, my God. I love Daria.
1: No, I, I was so into pop culture, but there just were certain things where I was a little bit, like, uh, she, like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to it because yeah. I was more focused on that. I was more like vote for George W. Bush because he's a Christian and he's oh, against abortion, no. and that was sort of like where it ended. The, right? I think it's the
0: most hot topic thing you've said. I know since this podcast, but like that was where
1: I was at at the time, and so I didn't necessarily like understand issues of race and class and all of that yeah. at the time, because as far as I was concerned, it was more important to have a Christian president who was against abortion, like. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? Because that's kind of like what the so. church tells you. You know what? You're an example that people change. Yeah. people Like people were, were still holding you up to who you were 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. If people
1: were, it would be really hard. But I also moved. So I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Like, moving from Maryland to California, like I'm pretty far away from the people who would be like, remember when you used to wear abortion as murder t-shirts? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> it's a real thing. It had a baby on it. Uh, Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was from an organization called Rock for Life. Millie is like so worried about you right now. It it was from an organization called Rock for Life, and they made up all kinds of fake abortion facts. So they said things (laughs) like, "Um, the entire population of the country could fit in the state of Florida. There's no such thing as overpopulation. What? That was a real (laughs) thing I heard someone say, because they would have like Rock for Life. One out
0: of two aborted babies is actually a magician.
1: (laughs) You are denying the world magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, there There was like,
0: I had Jews friends. take aborted baby cells and put it on their skin. <laughs> well, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> that's how I stay so young. Oh,
1: oh, oh the Jews. Sorry, I
0: keep, I keep interrupting you. I just think it's so funny. that you No, it like true. I
1: remember there was, um, this is, I guess, this isn't actually funny, but it is one of those like shocking things. So. There was a, I had a friend who I met through Rock for Life who moved out to California at the same time I did and um, met up with her at a concert that she was at with her boyfriend and she was like, I have something to tell you. And I was like, oh, something serious. I thought she was going to say that she was getting, that they were getting married, but she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, wow. And of course, like what I'm thinking is like, she's been like a sect leader for Rock for Life. Like she's a super Christian where they are all about like, promise rings and waiting till marriage and all of this stuff and then she's like she's she's pregnant and I was like oh wow like and she you know so you know like kind of like waiting like what comes next you know and she just goes yeah um I got raped at a Walmart in a (gasps) bathroom and I was like of course I was horrified but then she goes and I was on my period and I had a tampon in and I was and then later I got it wasn't until much, much later in my life where I was like, "Wait a second, if she got raped on her period, yeah, she probably didn't get pregnant from it. no, you know, like it's possible there's like a small percentage of possibility, but that's not. It's not. So, what here, my whole point of saying this is not that she didn't, that that didn't happen, but I don't think it did. I think that she had sex with her boyfriend and didn't want to talk about what really happened.
0: Oh. It wasn't
1: until much later. Like, I would never. I would really not go out of my way to not believe somebody when they say that they were raped. But it was one of those moments where I was like, I think, cause it, she, the way that she described it was like, yeah, I was in the bathroom at Walmart. This guy just came in and he busted the door down and he raped me. And, um, and I got pregnant and he was a black man. And just like the way that she was oh, she about like it, saying
0: it, like, just,
1: it was very like, and I'm okay, you know? And yeah. And, and so it was like a weird thing because I think I look back at that and I look at how complicated that whole world was. This is not what we're going to talk about today, but like no. it's just like one of those things where um, it was such a complicated world because you've got this thing where you're like, well, do I believe that this happened? Or is it also possible that we are using these things as excuses because we can't talk about
0: the shame that comes with like, like I had not, unprotected marital, unmar- unmarital, unmarital, yeah, premarital sex. Exactly. So I'm going to make up an elaborate horror story. Exactly. To get you to believe it. That's crazy. Yes. I wonder if she really did. Well, I, yeah. I mean, the baby was white. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a big clue. <laughs> Which also doesn't necessarily mean anything, but, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like that's that was like the whole that was, was like a world. little
0: blonde-eyed, blue-eyed baby. Right? So that's the world <laughs> blonde I was eyed, in. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed Well, baby. and she was
1: blonde. I think it was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby because she was blonde and blue-eyed. Yeah, and so um, was her
0: husband. Yeah, I think he was. He was, I don't know. He was white. That is, um, it is so funny to me. Like, I had a I had a friend who was incredibly racist. I stopped being friends with her. It was very, like, we grew up together, Midwest- you know just would say weird things I'd be like huh well I'm 14 so I'm not gonna think about whatever you just said yeah I just want you to be friends yeah and I remember just the horror like she would just say terrible things and I remember she confessed to me she's like I only watch biracial port." oh she only watched she's like she
1: was super racist and but but actually
0: but yeah only watched it was like wow really into it and I was just like, "Oh, you've got like some weird, twisted. There's some things going stuff going on your head of just like, uh, yeah, you're just like someone told you it was bad, yeah, and so you externalized it, but internally, you know that that's Ugh. not. Wow. And, and so, yeah, how like, long ago was that? We stopped being friends when Trump became president. Oh, because so this is, for obvious reasons, yeah. Um, because she was very much like. Why are comedians such bullies against the right? And she was like, she was like, I'm just gonna vote for whoever Tom Hanks votes for. (laughs) And I was like, well, Tom Hanks supports Hillary. And then she's like, well, no, I'm not not gonna do that now. Also,
1: uh, like, how would you if you were Tom Hanks and you heard that? How would you feel? You'd be like, that's don't make decisions based on me. (laughs) Like what? Just because I'm Forrest Gump. (laughs) Listen, just because I play like uh important military personnel does not mean <laughs> you know
0: I'm acting, right? Yeah. I, uh- Whoever Forrest Gumps votes for is who I'm gonna vote for. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's so it's so interesting how people will like in their head justify whatever they need to justify mm-hmm. to make it okay for whatever happened that doesn't align with their beliefs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not gonna say values because I feel like beliefs are are beliefs are are things that can that are oh how not explain it the way that this was explained to me about beliefs is that it's not truth yeah. it's just what you um, have seen or witnessed in your own interpretation of evidence as truth, but yes. belief does not mean truth at all.
1: No, that felt like a really like. Good God, it was such a long way to get there. You were such a oh. professor about it though, and I like want to give you
0: props. That was good. I've been listening to a lot of tapes. I, I hate, got a new. I got a yes. new book. I'm going to tell you about. She's into her tapes. She How to into have it tapes. all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It's good. Okay, but we do need to get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation because we're halfway through our podcast. Yeah,
1: and I think this is a good. This is actually a good. So. This segues good into the into the big topic biracial of this. porn going yeah. into. <laughs> We're going to talk today about biracial porn. <laughs> um, no, I you know which I love.
0: Look, don't get me wrong.
1: Things we justify to ourselves that yeah. are not uh, we shouldn't.
0: Yeah, that, things we shouldn't um, that ourselves. we know that are wrong. Yeah, um, in some way, but we'll just justify it because right because I'm just you know I just I want to look cute right so what so what what's wrong with that Yep.
1: So like right when I was it. a Christian, it was like, oh, it's okay if we lie about um, having sex or abortion and stuff because it's for the greater good of saving babies, <laughs> you know. Um, but like ethical fashion, which is my current thing now, yeah, is thing now. I so like tomorrow I'll be interested in I don't know, cakes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always interested in. Cakes. I love cake. Um, no, uh, you know, uh, I think it's a. I think it's a good sort of like crossover I think the thing for ethical fashion for me and how I got started in it was really feeling guilty about it and uh, also too uh, sorry if you're listening to this if you don't want to feel guilty about what you wear maybe listen to something else okay.
0: just well, kidding I'll, I'll preface this is that you said <laughs> this on the last podcast that has not will not be aired mm-hmm. that you're not Jesus no. you're not any. you're not here to judge anyone right Right. If people like, it's the same thing with like when people um want to tell you about their diets or whatever, you're mm-hmm. just like, I'm not, I'm not here to judge you. You do what you want. I'm yeah. just telling you what my, what my values are. Yeah. And um, if you feel, if you have to justify it so much, then you must also feel something about it.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that's true. And the other thing too, is we are in this podcast going to introduce sort of like a few different solutions and tips and things for how people can dress yeah. more ethically. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is most of us know or at least suspect that like the conditions of the factories or the lives of the people who make our clothes are not great. Yeah. I think we both, we know that, right? Like I've never walked into a gap in my life, even before I was interested in. Um, ethical fashion That's the end of the sentence Just never walked into a gap <laughs> I've never walked into a gap Bye <laughs> No I've never walked into a store Like a, any store in the mall Or wherever And been like Oh yeah I'm sure this was made by like <laughs> Artisans who Get control over their oh. own hours And pay themselves what they wish You know like I don't no, think this
0: $5 t-shirt Right exactly was made by someone Who has health insurance
1: Yeah right exactly They like just love making t-shirts so much Yeah that they are like, no, you. I should pay you to do this.
0: <laughs> I majored in crewnecks uh, uh, in college, yes, so
1: yes,
0: just love doing this. It's kind of know? my it's passion. Where the, it's where the passion comes from. It's a from. hobby. I mean, really who, who makes our clothes?
1: So that's a great question. The, this is the other reason why it's really hard. Uh, once you know this, it's sort of hard to go back. The majority of the people who make our clothes are women of color. Okay. so if you are the kind of person who identifies as a feminist Mm -hmm. or an intersectional feminist or you're just you don't even like any of that bullshit because we have a lot going on. We got to work on. (laughs) Sorry, Women's March. Um, You know, even if you if you just care about equal rights, then you've got to you've got to think about the women of color who make our clothes, because that is by and large, the most of the people who are making our clothes are women of color and Beyond that, the large, large majority are people of color. Okay. So it's a racial issue as well.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about like Mexico, Bangladesh, Vietnam. China. China. Philippines. 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 Salvador. Yeah. Yeah. Africa too, you said, is now becoming a big one. Africa is, yes. And it's. Uh, actually,
1: there's a lot more ethical fashion coming out of Africa, which is great. Oh, dope. Um Another country where you would not expect it, but it is their their laws are actually a lot better is Vietnam. Mm. So Vietnam's laws are better um, and their living wages are better um, than they are in China. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So... One of the things that I think was really eye-opening for me in sort of, like, my ethical fashion journey was learning that made in the U.S. did not mean better. Okay. So that's one of those things that, like, when I first started out, I was like, I'm going to do, I'm only going to wear ethical fashion and things made in the U.S.A. Because in my mind, it was like, oh, well, it's got to be a better quality of life. But, like... (laughs) I just don't know how I could have been that ignorant.
0: Like it's sort of funny to laugh at yourself when you look back. You're like, why did I think that? Well, You know what? Because the the projection of made in America has mm-hmm. always been like this: we take care of our own. Welcome to America. Right. We, this stuff is going to be quality made by someone who cares. Right. And is feeding a family of four. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know? the projection. So that's the projection of what we see, which right. is what is the truth? Well, not so great.
1: Yeah. So. The latest information, la- the latest data out there, shows that um, there's not a single state in the U.S. where people earn a living wage on the minimum wage alone. Mm. So, in all the fifty states, for all of our, whether it's the federal or the state, like the local uh, minimum wage, it is not enough to be a living wage anywhere in the country.
0: What about isn't Washington like twelve bucks an hour or something? L.A. is fifteen. LA's minimum wage is $15 an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still can't live
1: here. <laughs> no. Exactly. Well, and so that's the thing is that um are there tiny towns where maybe you could do that? I'm sure there are, but Yeah. But, but, but the, the tiny towns
0: don't have I'm going to um I'm going to uh, calculate what someone working minimum wage in LA makes a week. Yeah. So that's one side
1: of it. The other side of it is that m- there's also a major problem with um, your dog's
0: got to cool her. I know jets. she's so bossy today. She re- she's like no, knocking he, my hand out. Okay, so someone aggressive. who works here work works for 15 hours, $15 an hour for 40 hours gets $600 a week. A week, yes. And that's if they're w- and if they're without like, taxes taken out, right? Exactly. So it's really more of like 400 bucks, right? So that is sixteen hundred dollars yep a month yep and rent is rent.
1: <laughs> a lot a lot right like i don't know what the average rent is in la but it's a lot yeah so, so if you're a
0: family you know you have a combined income of what let's say 3200 a month yeah to feed three people right and if have a have house one child you one yeah one kid come yeah. on so if you have two kids I mean. so okay so it's it's unlivable it's Everywhere.
1: unlivable already. So if they're if they're making minimum wage, that's already not enough. But in LA in particular, but actually this is a big problem all over the country, we have sweatshops right here in our own backyard. In fact, it's a major, major problem. It's not a small problem. Yeah. It's just that we don't know what's going on inside of those closed, windowless buildings that we see dotted around, yeah. the, around the city. So... Um, The minimum wage is already too low, but then it's not uncommon for a worker to make more like $6 an hour. Yeah. Or they'll do things like they'll contract out and it'll be like, okay, so you need to make this vest for Forever 21. You need to make 60 of these vests in an hour to make $8 an hour.
0: Jesus. Yeah.
1: So... It's tough. And so and the other thing that people don't realize is that a lot of these major brands are contracting with companies here. So if you buy something from Ross and it says made in the USA, there's a good chance that it was made right here in LA.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was there's also a really in a good sweatshop. chance in a sweatshop. So there's a really great resource called the Garment Workers Center here in LA. Mm-hmm. I recommend if people want to know more, check them out. They have a list that they have put out that shows um Businesses who they are personally boycotting. Okay. So, among those, this is the hard part. All right, Ross. guys. Get ready to
0: not <laughs> shop Yeah, for so, anything. No in-
1: Fashion Nova. No Forever 21. No Ross. No TJ Maxx. Might as well get rid of Marshalls on that list, too. Can I
0: still buy pans from there? Pans? Pots and pans. Well, that's different. And an occasional, you know, like little... Glass filled with oil and beans. <laughs> what? It's decorative.
1: Oh, like those Sometimes ones that are, have,
0: like, that are in the olive. It's garden. like olive oil, and it has like <laughs> yeah.
1: flowers in it and shit. Yeah. Can I do that? <laughs> well, um so here's the thing: is like I'm not an authority on all things ethical across the board, right? Yeah. Like I'm still learning about these things myself, but. Um, I can't talk about, you know, I, I would I am not an authority to talk about like pots and pans and things like that. Yeah. That's, there's just such a big world.
0: Okay. H&M.
1: So H&M is a tough one because H&M has received high marks in the past from, I use a handful of different resources that I check to see how they're doing. Right. And so H&M has received high marks from like world Baptist um, Aid actually does their own auditing of a number of different brands and okay. they've given H&M good ratings. Um, and then Oxfam Australia also does a really good report on the yeah. state of ethics and fashion. And they've also given H&M a good one in the past. But the problem with companies like H&M is that, like I said before, like somebody like Forever 21 might contract with a sweatshop in LA to make like. Vests or something like that. Yeah, H and M. It's a similar thing. These companies, a big part of how they exist is to have a huge supply chain where they're getting things from multiple different places. Okay,
0: so they in Australia might be doing great, but in the states, they're using sweatshops. Right. It
1: could be it, it and it could vary all the time because they they have such a complicated yeah. supply chain. So it's really hard to say like for sure H and M is on it. What I will say for them is that they work really hard at their transparency. And they do put out a report every year about their sustainability and what they're doing and trying to be more sustainable and What
0: about Zara? Zara sucks. Zara sucks. There are people who we know even
1: who were on the inside who were trying to make difference with Zara, but I don't know if you remember the story of the person who uh, bought a coat from Zara, reached in the pocket, and found a note that said, I haven't been paid.
0: No. Yeah.
1: So um, that was written by people who were in, I believe it was Turkey. Who had been contracted to make garments for Zara and yeah weren't
0: being paid. So name, okay. Real. Name some more places we should stay away from. So
1: I said yeah you know Zara is not great. I um, Mango is not one that like I have a lot of information on. Lucky brand. Don't have a lot about Lucky either. Levi's. Levi's is great. Levi's is great. Okay. Now, is there always room for improvement with these large brands? Totally. But Levi's, among the big brands out there, um, I think they're one that I, – I, there's multiple different organizations that uh, promote Levi's as a good one. Okay. Adidas is great. Adidas is great. Nike? So, no. Okay. Nike, there's definitely room for improvement. You know, I was disappointed when I saw the uh, Kaepernick thing when they did. I thought that was really powerful, and I was so stoked that they took a stand. Um, and
0: they saw money. That Well, that's
1: the problem is, like, they took a stand. It, it paid off really well for them, but when the large majority of garment workers are people of color, it feels a little tough to be yeah. like, okay, well, we're taking a stand for American people of color, but... Fuck all the people who work in our factories.
0: Yeah, I used to do this joke where I was just like, and when Nike was like, I'm, um, uh, "Refugees welcome, refugees welcome," and I was just like, "Yeah, but kids make your stuff, so it's just like right. refugees are welcome, except the kids. They have to be at work in the morning, right? So, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, welcome here. Come, come to our factory, right? So, so yeah, I yeah, I mean, it is it is hard, and it's hard too because you know, I think it's kind of like that. It's a Walmart conundrum where they mm-hmm. hire you. They they go to your city. They get rid of all the jobs. Mm-hmm. They're the only job there. Yeah, they pay you it's so they, they pay you so less that you are so dependent on the store. Mm-hmm. And then you're also dependent on food stamps. You're dependent on um met like a you know, Medicaid and all these things. And then, but also at the same time, those areas are full of people who want to get rid of those services. Yeah. So it's just like it gets, yeah, it gets we're stuck in that. It's muddy. Conundrum of we've wanted things so cheap for so long that we've also. Yes. Yeah. Let us get fucked in the, in the process. Right. Like, oh, you want it cheap? Fine. But you get nothing else.
1: Well, and that's really interesting too. Like one of the things that people don't realize is that the fashion industry is one of the few industries that has actually gotten cheaper per product over time in a significant way, which is another reason why fashion is a number two polluter of the world. Right behind. What's number one? Well, it depends on which which study you read, but it's always either number two behind oil or number two behind agriculture. Okay. So um, (sighs) the the thing about fashion being such a heavy polluter is that it is, we are wearing and buying more clothes than we ever have before. Yes. And we want to pay less and less for it. It's literally the only industry where we do that.
0: We live in a world where we just want everything for free. That's also true. (laughs) (laughs) And it's because people aren't paying anymore. Right. And they're like, well, you can't get it for free. Right. So the thing
1: is that we have lots of different reasons why fashion has gotten cheaper over time. Yeah. But the first biggest corner that gets cut is around the people. Yeah. So um, in terms of like being ethical and being on top of it, making better choices, um, there are brands out there who really do put the effort in. And I think for me, it's not like I don't want to shop at those places where they're shitty. I just don't. But I also think it's about promoting better, not only better shopping habits, um, which I personally admittedly struggle with. I mean, I didn't become a stylist because I don't like shopping, (laughs) right? But um, it's about promoting sort of like things that are, I guess you would say like healthier for you. Like our mental relationship, our mental health relationship with fashion is not necessarily in a great place.
0: Um, well, What do you mean by that? I guess... Expand on that, on, yeah. how you, on how you feel our mental health
1: yeah. connected so, to fashion. I think the idea that you need to have a new outfit every time you walk out the door is harmful. Definitely. Right? So like, and I would say that, and and it's complicated, right? Like um, I would say that Instagram uh, and social media in general, it used to be like women's magazines really promoted this, but I think Instagram puts... Puts it into overdrive, yeah. Um, of this idea that like we always have to say something big and bold with our outfits, and we also always have to have something new. And I think um, I think it's harmful for a number of reasons. For one thing, it automatically it's classist because it automatically exalts people who have more money who just have the ability to spend like that. Mm-hmm. Then it also um, it creates a circle of shame, right? Because it's like, well, if I can't afford to do that, or if I'm like a middle-class person who's trying to keep up with the Joneses, that's another yeah. thing, we're going into debt. So there's a lot of things that like aren't really great for us personally when it comes to the sort of fast fashion world because we're constantly trying to get and fill up ourselves and make ourselves feel validated through yeah. our clothes. I, and, and I know it probably sounds a little surprising in some ways that since I'm a stylist that I would think that way but i think it's about healing our relationship with our perceptions and our how we express ourselves through fashion i'm all for self-expression through through dress like that's my personal favorite art form yeah but i also want it to be very deeply personal mhm and when i hear myself even saying things about like how i want to impress somebody or um i'm i'm not necessarily saying these things out loud it's like thoughts i have you know yeah um, when we really dig into the reasons why we're dressing the way we are, it can feel a little hollow.
0: So, I mean, look, I love fashion. Yeah, I do. But I also know that, I mean, it is kind of a hollow thing in a way of like, no, look how I'm dressing. Notice me or, um, you know, it's a statement. It can be for some people it can be a very personal statement. Mm hmm. And, but I feel like a majority of it is you're showing the world all these things that don't exactly matter. There's no, there's not a lot of spirituality or. Mm See deep I deep value, not deep value, but like deepness to some fashion. And again, I'm saying it yeah. in some, but I'm saying when you're talking about the overall majority of America sure. is not thinking about right. what's the spiritual thing I'm trying to right. say with my fashion. Like, am I trying to say that I'm a good person, right. or that I have a big heart through my shirt? You know what right. I
1: mean? Well, not to Marie unless Kondo it, this unless shit, it says but that's... you know
0: ambition. What abortion is murder? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: then it's all spiritual. <laughs> I'll tell you about this this T-shirt I had that said uh, "hardcore Christian" and I, and it had a big picture of like a G je- of jeans with like the ripped knees.
0: Were they ripped in crosses? They're ripped. No, they're the knees uh, are ripped out because you're on your knees praying. I see. If they had crosses ripped yeah, so knees. I'm not dope.
1: saying it's not corny. I'm just saying that. Or was you're like on a your knees sucking thing. dick. Oh, okay. well. <laughs> Do you want to
0: two part this one? I think we
1: should two part it, but okay. you know, I think that that's the thing is like that's a whole. Healthy. There's a there's a personal element of the choices we make about the fashion, uh, the fashion that we wear, and yep. you actually can Marie Kondo that shit and say, actually, I want to be really conscious about what I wear in multiple yeah. different ways, and I want to be a little bit. I
0: want I want it to spark joy. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of as sad to go through my clothes and realize what doesn't spark joy. Hmm. But or like, does it spark joy just not now, or right. will it spark joy in three months? Like, I don't know. Yeah next episode what are we gonna talk about the next episode well so this next is your, wait sorry just so everyone knows two parter episode yes we're continuing with the conversation about ethical fashion yep um it's really important and if you are a gaudy positive person in your life this is something you need to know I know so we weren't
1: super funny in this but we were real I
0: thought beginning was pretty strong that was cute yeah it was good but this is a learning (laughs) this is a hard thing to have jokes about about learning it is about learning it's
1: also it's really hard to like have a relevant uh non-offensive joke about like human slavery (laughs) it just turns out it's difficult (laughs) well any kind of slavery i guess just human slavery dog slavery (laughs) dog slavery that's a thing
0: what about sled dogs yeah those sled dogs they long hours yeah. Okay, so what are we talking about in the next episode? So
1: next episode, we'll get a little bit more into um, making better choices, making more conscious choices, um, and
0: also... Also, you didn't explain like what makes a company not ethical yes, versus we'll what makes a company that. ethical. We'll get into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, um, guys, please rate the podcast. Follow it. Rate, subscribe. Um, you can follow me on everything at Jenny Zagrino. Yeah, and I am at Style Ethic. Yeah, follow us. Um, And we will see you guys next week for this part two of Ethical Fashion. Okay, bye.